On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to Americana Music Profiles. It's Season 3, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine in print at AmericanaMusicMagazine.com online. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's join in on another great conversation with one of the Americana music industry's super talented artists. So we're doing uh, something a little bit different this time. I'm here at Merlefest. Uh, we're actually recording, but we're recording this live at Merlefest, and I'm here with Mike Aiken. And um, Mike Aiken has a new CD out, Wayward Troubadour, and we've kind of found ourselves a quiet room to get out of the noise today and have a little talk about the, his latest CD. So it's good to have you with me, Mike. Appreciate good it. to be here, Greg. So, uh, first time at Merlefest, right? It is. First time playing. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. been here. We were guest artists brought in uh, by the folks here at Merlefest the past couple of years. Okay. Uh, initiated brought us in as artists. So yeah. Cool. Good. Cool. And, and yesterday, right? Yesterday yeah. I played yesterday. Yep. After all the rain. After all the rain. <laughs> we were watching. Yeah, we were watching the rain. And uh, and it cleared out by 3 in the morning. We were on at, a, I don't know, 12, 15 yeah. or something. It was yeah. good. We were, we so out. you're a boat captain, so I would imagine that uh, it would be, it, it was nice to be off the water while it was raining and trying to play music. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for Chris Christopherson. Though. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, it was boring when he was on last night. That was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, give me a little bit of background about yourself, your music. I know this isn't your first CD. You've got quite a quite a few CDs okay. on your belt. You've been doing this for a long time. So. Yeah, this one is. Uh, this is our seventh, my seventh CD, out and uh, and you know some some quick background that. That really changed how I go at music. You know, I did like, like many many artists out there. You know, you start out playing uh, cover bands and touring and doing that. I mm-hmm. was doing that for quite a while, and really there was a, a sort of an inner battle between the love of the music and the love of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, for the type of sailing I wanted to do, I resigned from a band, trained the guy to take my place, hmm. and uh, and. You know, we sort of put together a boat to cross oceans in, and I thought, well, that's going to be the end of my music career. So yeah. I was, it was a real, uh, I was really wondering if I was making the right move. Yeah. And, and the way it turned out, it was the best move for it, yeah. to disappear a little bit. Uh, okay. and, uh, and it gave me a ton of time to write, yeah. So then, and a ton of influence. So we left from western New York, uh, Lake Erie is where I learned to sail. Okay. And we left from there down the Erie Canal, the Hudson River to the Atlantic, yeah. and went to the Canadian Maritimes. Not the route a lot of people go sailing. They go south most yeah. of them. Yeah, okay. okay. You know, but the music scene is so good yeah. in Newfoundland, Cape Breton, Nova okay. Scotia. So we went to sort of get immersed in that scene, yeah. which started going into a bunch of my songs. Yeah. You know, and the people I met up there and that whole, yeah. just got immersed in that for a year. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then took off and sailed to the Azores and then to mainland Portugal, based out of Spain for about three years, wow. which sort of, you know, did a lot of touring there and a lot of playing, yeah. um, so then it brought in more influence. Yeah. And then uh, years later, we uh, drifted off and ended up uh, being based in Antigua okay. in the Caribbean for about wow. three years, wow. and so That's picked cool. up a bunch of, uh, you know, a, a bunch of, you know, the music scene down there is another vibrant, vibrant yeah, scene. Yeah. Uh, aside, aside from Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. But if you think Buffett's big here, 
go to the Caribbean because okay. he's treated those people so well. Yeah. I mean, you, you go and there'll be, you know, museums for Buffett and Bob Marley wow. combined. You know, he's yeah. an icon of a different sort right, than you right, see here. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it just picked up the influence. And uh, when we finally came back to the States, I had a, a lot of music, yeah. which led to um, coming back, <clears throat> looking for a place to record, and ended up building a studio in an old 1941 uh, World War II Navy Harbor tug. Oh, that wow. was decommissioned. Cool. So the engines were out, tanks were out, yeah. and a, a friend of ours had it. Yeah. I was sort of living above, and he said, can you use the space below deck? So wow. everything where we worked was below the water level. You know, you'd wow. stand recording, and ducks were above your head looking yeah. in at the ports. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Wow. But, but being underwater sucked out all that ambient noise. Right. So huh. that's re cool. recorded uh, three of the CDs there. Uh, and ended up getting picked up by a label in Nashville okay. from that. Yeah. Uh, Amy engineered a bunch of other people, recorded a bunch of other people. So yeah. it's, been, it's been an interesting way to get to where I am now. Sure, yeah. You know? Well, you, you mentioned the um, uh, Jimmy Buffett, and, and without making comparison because it's, it, it's different. You, you, it's, you've got the Caribbean flavor, but you bring in the cowboy influence that really takes that in a different direction. What I tried, I get, you know, I get a comparison to Buffett, mainly from the lifestyle, um, you know, of living sure. on a boat all the time yeah. and spending time in the Caribbean. What I tend to think I do <clears throat> is, is I do more of, it's, it's a waterfront, and definitely that lifestyle finds its way into my lyrics strongly. Yeah. yeah. But I tend to think I do more of an, uh, an Americana side of that, or it's not right. just yeah. all about the party. Right. Um, but it's about, you know, those hardworking folks. Yeah, yeah. To, to me, you know, it's been sort of a, a pet thing of, you know, you can have a Levon Helm that does the dirt farmer thing, and, and I get it. That's where he's from. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I look at all these families I've met that are trying to just feed their kids by right. working on boats on the water, you right. know, the, the watermen of the Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> Speaking of ambient noise <laughs> in our quiet room. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, those folk, the, the history of the hardworking people from the water. Yeah. And, and I really try to bring that to the music. Yeah. You yeah. know, aside from just the, yeah. the party thing. Yeah. That's you know, cool. and my background, um, I was around, uh, influenced a lot by a rodeo family. Yeah. Uh, I was, for a while there, years and years ago, I was shoeing horses to make a living. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, wow. uh, became a captain. Yeah. And did a lot of commercial work offshore. And, yeah. And it's just a mix of those two lifestyles. And yeah. it's given you a lot of stories. It has. It has. Is, well, I, I, I hear that about you and your music a lot, is that Mike's a great storyteller. Um, and, and hearing just a tiny bit of your history, it's obvious where the stories come from. And it's a different, you know, it's a different viewpoint from the deck of a boat, yeah. of a yeah. small boat. You yeah. see things a little bit different. Right. And a lot of people don't get to, don't get to see don't it get from to that. Do that. Yeah. That's, that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You've had quite a few uh, songs chart. We were talking earlier before yep. we started recording. Not only Americana charts, but the but the traditional and country traditional chart. country chart. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it's. Uh, I have to say, I'm thrilled. You know, country, mainstream country gave me a home that I never expected. Yeah, um, and and they were picking up the songs and and you know goes back to Buffett sort of. <laughs> they were picking up the songs that had a little bit of that Caribbean country yeah. flair. Yeah. You know, th yeah. That's that's what they picked up sure, in my stuff. Sure, and yeah. that's that's it's wonderful. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I really didn't expect it and uh, and I'm thankful for it. Yeah, that's cool. Captains and Cowboys 
was the last CD. That's correct. Um, give me just a little bit about that, so folks, if if they want right. to find, they want to kind of pick up some of the back catalog. Sure. I know you had some. That was a, it was that. A Grammy nominated. Yeah. Um, it was the background of that is sort of I wanted to pay tribute to two main characters uh, in my life, and one was. Um, this rodeo cowboy, his name was Ed Phillips, rodeo cowboy, who sort of took me under his wing mm -hmm. when I was a young guy and just mm -hmm. a hellraiser. And, uh, and he really taught me a lot of lessons. Mm -hmm. um, good, I mean, just hard working yeah. cowboy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, uh, and I learned a lot from him and his family. Years later, there was a, a guy named Captain Lane Briggs, who was more of a tall ship captain, yeah. schooner captain. And he was a you know an old salty dog for sure, and he took us under his wing. Okay. He was the um, the marina where our boat is now. Yeah. Little family run thing that Captain Lane had four sons that were all captains. I wow. mean that should have been a TV movie. Yeah. This marina. Yeah. Um, but they were the same type of person. I mean, yeah. hardworking, um, honest as could be, great people, and yeah. both of them. Yeah. Both of them taught me a lot. Yeah. You know you yeah. you can never. True mentors are hard to find, yeah, and I wanted sure. to do a record that uh, that yeah. really, you know, yeah. gave them a tip of the hat. In yeah, so that's, and Grammy that's nominated. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, yep. yeah. How did did you know that was coming? I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't even know that an agent of mine had put it up. Yeah, um, that's cool. And I started getting all this stuff, and, and I started hunting to find out. I didn't submit it. You know, yeah. where did this come from? Yeah, and. And that's what happened. Wow. You know, he said, well, you know, I threw it out there. And, yeah, and that's there awesome. That's <laughs> so cool. Um, and you've got a couple of videos from, from that album? From or? that album, yeah. We've probably got, uh, I think, seven videos. Okay. Up to Captains and Cowboys. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, new CD, which is partly why you're, you're here this weekend at Merlefest, is the Wayward Troubadour. Tell right. me about that a little bit. It, it, again, it sort of wraps up where I am the happiest is on the move. I mean, we have been living on a sailboat for 27 years, sailed all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, between that and being on buses or airplanes, we're always going. Yeah. And, and that just turns out of, of looking back at a career. And that's what this was. I started, you know, I don't look back much. I'm always yeah. looking at where yeah. I have to go, what's yeah. the next thing, what's yeah. the next goal. But looking back, it struck me as it was pretty simple that uh, that's who I am. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I went to put together the songs that I thought would fit it, try to write with some people that I thought influenced me yeah. quite a bit over the years, yeah. and uh, we were Troubadour. And, and one of them um, we were talking about earlier, um, Henry Paul? Yeah, Is Henry Paul. guys you worked with, yep, yep, from the Outlaws. From the Outlaws, yeah. one of the originators of the Outlaws. Yeah. You know, it had been a voice from Henry, he did the Outlaws, then he was Henry Paul Band, then, uh, then Blackhawk, I mean, I've listened to that voice for ages in different styles of music. <clears throat> And it just so happened that uh, my agent set up a, in Nashville, set up a, a breakfast meeting. Yeah. And we hit it off great. Wow. And that's the next cool. thing, Henry says, come on down to my studio in Atlanta. And, yeah. You know, and we yeah. spent a weekend wow. uh, writing and fine-tuning and came up with this uh, song called Two-Lane Highway. And there's a couple other songs that have already gotten some attention. We were talking about uh, the one Chesapeake and Sports yeah, Illustrated yeah. picked that up. Chesapeake picked that up. I mean, Sports Illustrated picked that up. And it was another one. That song is a, a song of mine that Amy helped and co-wrote on, and uh, and it's off of a, an album that went out of being in production, you know. So it was one of my early, early yeah, ones. Okay. You know, that wasn't even. 
it wasn't recorded well. It was uh, the whole thing, but it was there. It was out there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I started getting congratulations from people, and I thought they were pulling my legs. Right. For what? <laughs> wow, Sports Illustrated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then somebody, a fan out there, sent me a copy of the magazine where it was uh, one of their top... Uh, uh, all-time 40 sports songs. Wow. So that was that was a real honor. You <laughs> know, that was cool. That was real good. So, so did they contact you? Did you no. No communication? Not at all. <laughs> not, not at all. Yeah. And uh, so then I reached out to the, you know, to the, the guy who did that story. Yeah. You know, yeah. I thanked him. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> that, was, that was about it. Did, did you get correspondence back from him? How, how, a little bit. Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. You know, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I, I love the song. You know, I think that that tells the story of, yeah. you know, it was all about it. Um, and so it had been in my back pocket, sort of to if the right the right record came about again, I wanted yeah. to record it well. Yeah, yeah. You know, so okay, that's what happened with this. And this has been out how long? It's not out yet. Not out yet. June eighth. Okay, June eighth is release date. So we're recording this April twenty eighth, and uh, so you got another month. Another month yet? Yeah. So yep. okay, cool. Uh, a couple other songs that were on here that we were talking about earlier that you wanted to. Um, we wanted to mention well just some of the I, I really like the collaboration process yeah. of writing I write a bunch of my own but I, I enjoy working with people uh, the right people so I did one called Nashville Skyline with uh, one of the Burrito Brothers yeah. with Chris James yeah. which was uh, and it was a, a certain style I wanted the song to be in and sat down with Chris and we really started talking about oh if you do you know a lot of my music business runs out of Nashville right. it's so geographically perfectly situated in the country for that you come and go so it was really about uh so much of our lives have been on the road coming and going from that city yeah you know and that sort of was the yeah where it came from um you mentioned the collaboration and and of course we were just talking about chesapeake which is an older song for you what's the process that that when this record started until the point that you got it in form here where we can get ready to to get it out to folks we started um i was after not i see a good way to put it i was not after the typical nashville stamp on a country record okay which which is pretty easy to get rolled over by Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i've had that before Mm -hmm. um so i initially took it to a producer in a studio i knew in in austin texas and thought that would work everything seemed but as it went I wasn't getting what I wanted. Now, mm. I'm pretty particular. I mm. uh, wasn't getting it. Came back to Nashville, but didn't do the, you know, the main studios. Found a studio in, in Leaper's Fork and uh, th- that I could have much more control in. Uh, and we went there to record it. Good studio, all vintage gear, uh, which, which really helped to get the sound mm-hmm. I was after. Mm-hmm. And then I started canvassing really friends to put together the band for this. Okay. So, so. That took quite a while, but yeah. ended up with, uh, name just some figures, uh, David Rowe, mm-hmm. uh, and David Rowe is a stand-up bass, and he's the bass player for Jerry Reed. Sure. And then he, so he had yeah. his career, this is no youngster, David yeah. Rowe, yeah. his career was Jerry Reed to Chet Atkins <laughs> <laughs> to Johnny Cash. Wow. Uh, That's cool. And so, I mean, just so good, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I talked to him, asked him to come in. We were talking about, uh, I had three songs set up for stand-up bass, dressed on electric. Okay. And he tracked everything on stage. It was just, it was just so good. Wow. The vibe was so good. Wow. So then we're sitting around, you know, I'm saying, you know who I really want to get for guitar in this is I want to get Kenny Vaughn. I mean, we're, we're sitting at the desk, right. you know, listening back, 
going over stuff. I said, I'd really like to get Kenny Vaughn. And literally, David's phone rings, and he goes, ah, oh, it's Kenny. Yeah. Just can't in the studio. You got to come over here and talk to Mike. You're going to dig this album. Yeah. So, you know, wow. a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Sort of cool. was coming together yeah. real yeah. well. So, when you guys are, is Merlefest the start of the tour? Have you scheduled the tour yet? When, is it, when are you touring for this record? It, uh, this would be really the start. You know, we, mm. we've got it here. We were playing songs off it. Uh, Merlefest was a sort of an, an early start, but this starts it. Yeah. And then the summer around the road. Yeah. Okay. Most of the summer. Now, will you and Amy go out as a duet, or will you be taking the band out? It, it'll be both ways. Okay. It really is a function of the type of venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, and it comes down to the type of venue, what they can afford. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, so it'll, it'll be going from uh, performing arts houses to house concerts to, okay. you okay. know, just keeping the whole thing going. Okay. So, yeah. so a lot of times there'll be, you know, the band will be out playing the weekend. And I'll ship those right. guys home. Okay. And during the week we're connecting the dots from city to city okay. as a duo. Any chance the guys on the record will play with you on some of the tour dates? Probably not. They're yeah. all so busy. Yeah. You know, I was lucky to even get them then. Yeah. I, th- I think Kenny, uh, you know, he's Marty Stewart's guitar sure. player. Yeah. And he came in, and we worked a really long day, and the next day he was on a plane to Ireland with wow. Marty Stewart. Yeah. Okay. So I, probably not. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. just the way it goes. And a lot of folks know, and for those who don't, you also write a column for us with Americana Rhythm Magazine. Right. And you're, we're kind of in a part two, part three of a trip that you guys took to Europe uh, not too long ago. Will you be able to tour with, with this record? I will. Back overseas? We've got, we've got dates booked now okay. uh, for November. Okay. We'll be back. Last year we were gone. We were over for a month. Between November and December this year, we're trying to hold it more into November. Yeah, okay. So we'll be definitely touring that. I've got a publicist hired for Europe. That has started to work it now and right. get the get the ball so rolling. So folks over there will get to see you on tour with us. They right will. Too. Okay. We well, yep. have some international listeners, so that's cool. They will. And you have a festival, Aiken and Friends. Yep. Uh, has been in Virginia. That one is no longer, but you're still continuing that in New Jersey, right? Yeah, in Branchburg, New Jersey. Yep. Yeah, that's been going for 13 years. This will be the 13th year, and it really focuses on the songwriter. So it's a, a roots Americana type fest, mm-hmm. but on. Um, original music that's what i really try to give uh, all sorts of people a chance to do their own so we do a section of it with local writers that have no outlet okay for their stuff you know there's contests to get into the fest and do that and then we bring in people from all over yeah yeah okay cool so So how can folks get a hold of uh this isn't out yet but you've got the, the back catalog of course what's the best way to um you know, you can go to my website, which is MikeAikenMusic.com. You spell Aiken, A-I-K-E-N. You can go to, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, any of the places mm-hmm. have it. Okay. So you can, you can find it about anywhere. Yeah. And it, this will be, trying to remember the date, there's going to be um, pre-purchase through Amazon going on pretty okay. quickly here, Good. too. Okay, cool. So the CD, again, is Wayward Troubadour. Thanks, Mike. This has been fun. Thank you. It was good seeing you at uh, on stage. What, what better place to, to I, I, do an interview than right, right. Oh, that's great. It's awesome. Cool. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? 
Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.